You know what occurs to me? Old people love Alexa. The olds love Alexa. They love Alexa. They love Siri. That little bit of AI technology, it, it amazes them. An old person just loves nothing more than, than sitting on a couch, watching television with a remote control right in front of them, and instead of just, you know, hitting that remote and turning down the volume, saying, Alexa, turn down the volume. It's absurd. They, 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 they can't believe the technology they now have, so they just have to reach. They, they've got to show it off whenever they can. God knows how many times I've seen my dad Google something with Siri when typing it is a million times easier. But yo, 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 people, what is going on? It is your man. It is your faithful leader. It is the voice of a generation, LD here, back at it again, leading you all through the lowdown with LD. Now, my audience has grown quite a bit since the last couple times, at least since the last time LD was really pounding the pavement, working hard on the airwaves, you know? So for those of you who don't know, this is my podcast, The Lowdown with LD. You know, everybody's got a podcast these days, but when you've got a name as good, as clever, I literally, as I've explained before on these airwaves, I basically started a podcast simply because, well, I, I love talking. I'm a great talker. When I called myself the voice of a generation earlier, it certainly, certainly was not speaking of my singing ability. I have no musical talent whatsoever. Pitch, tempo, rhythm, key, none of that. I don't even know what half those words mean, I'm being honest. But I'm the voice of a generation because I can talk well. And, and while, you know, certainly podcasting is a medium well-designed for me, I, I really only started a podcast because one night when I was sitting up late at night awake, I, I thought of the name The Lowdown with LD. Just rolls off the tongue. It's got that, don't, don't really think it's alliteration, but, you know, Lowdown. The initials of that are LD. It's the LD with LD. Just a great, great piece of branding right there, you know? I imagine it's like it's like McDonald's probably came up with the idea for the golden arches first and then built the rest, you know. Hey, let's let's put these big golden golden semicircles, semi-ovals up into the sky. Genius. What do we do with that? Burgers, a restaurant. You know, they they started with the the golden arches, they built the rest of it around that. Sometimes you got to work for an idea backwards. But LD, you know, he, he hasn't been, I got I got to stop with the you knows, you know, that's on my mind already, get me. But but at the same time, some people have a little signature of a vocal fry, a vocal cue, if you will. This isn't a public speaking course. And also, it's my first podcast in a while. Give me a break. We'll, we'll work out the, the hitches, the crutches, you know, all that sort of thing. I'm not even doing it ironically right now. But anyway, anywho, LD hasn't been producing content to his greatest extremes on, on, on the internet, on his home base, at LD the Man on Twitter lately. Normally LD's doing podcasts, he's doing blogs, but last couple months I've mostly been doing, you know, you know some funny tweets, the Twitter videos, but LD's been working uh, on a professional project. He had a big script he had to get done, so that's why I kind of wasn't, wasn't producing content full-time in the last two, three months, we'll say. But at the same time, LD's excited to be producing content again. Producing content just is, is 
what I find enjoyable in this life of ours, you know? If LD, if LD was alive in ancient Greece, he'd be a philosopher. There's no real chains to that job. There's no real hard definition. There's no nine to five, no clocking in, clocking out. LD works on his own schedule, and, and his definition of work is whatever he's doing at any given moment. You will hardly, hardly ever find a man better at patting himself on the back for the least amount of effort than LD. A real quote from me in college to my roommate Noah, who normally produces these podcasts, will normally appear, he's appeared on quite a few of them. I once said to my friend Noah, credit to me, it is three o'clock and I have showered today. That wasn't meant ironically. I wasn't meant as a joke. I was really enthused by how quickly, you know, I'd gotten my day started that day. I'm more of a night owl, but, you know, I, I, I've said I made a big proclamation, and if you haven't heard it yet, I'll, I'll make it for you here now. LD will be producing one episode of The Lowdown with LD per day, per weekday, through through the month of July. I, I think I could do all seven days of the week, but it occurs to me, I don't know if people listen to podcasts on the weekends. I don't know if people produce podcasts on the weekends. As far as I know, podcasts might just kind of be a, a weekday affair. But that's kind of what I think. Uh, that's what I've noticed, at least. But I'm going to tackle some different topics. Going to do so, a lot of solo shows, some shows with some, some of my friends, some, some shows with some, some names. LD's been, been clocking away at the, uh, the booking committee, the LD booking committee. And we've, we've reached out. LD's got a couple... Maybe not A-listers, but certainly B and C-listers in his back pocket that he might whip out at any given moment just to shock and all the people. LD has access to a famed former NFL general manager that he has long been like, man, wouldn't that be really funny to just drop a blind episode of like a hard-hitting, super serious super just just analytical like NFL draft preseason talk breakdown as if I'm Ron Jaworski, you know? But now, nah, you know, LD's mostly going to come into these with topics. Today, it's a little more free form. It's the first show uh, for the series, for the, for the LD July series. I'm going to come up with a snazzy name for it at some point and then annoy one of my graphic designing friends into making me like, a snazzy logo that goes with a snazzy name. And that'll be cool. LD loves to brand. LD loves to, to feel like he's a corporation, even though he's just but a person. Anywho, uh, the topic for today's show is the Jersey Shore. The Jersey Shore house is, you know, it's about to be the 4th of July. It's the first day of July. It's the summer. But, but to tie in, you know, I was going to talk more Jersey Shore party weekends, you know, what it's like growing up a youth in the Jersey Shore area, but kind of tying back into the branding and also into the Jersey Shore. If you saw on Twitter yesterday, LD was recognized in public for the very first time for being LD. What a moment. Wow. Whoa. Just think of that. That, that's what I want to make this very clear. I'm, I'm not trying to put the, the man who recognized me, very nice guy. I was more excited about being recognized than he was about recognizing me. So I'm not trying to project any any anything onto this man like him seeing 
LD walking and bumbling and stumbling with his long hair and his loud voice and his Dalmatian freckles down the boardwalk with some sort of star striking experience. But at the same time, it did occur to LD that like this person had to have seen me coming, been like, you know, that that's him. Uh, that's kind of cool. I don't know. Once again, I'll pat myself on the back for anything, but I had finished my run and I was walking with my AirPods in and this guy just goes, LD. And you know, I, some people call me that in, in my day-to-day -day life. And I'm certainly not at a point in my life where I expect to be recognized. So at first I just sort of assumed this was somebody I knew in real life that I, I didn't recognize. And I, you know, you're playing that game where it's like, ah, yo, what's up? You. And, you know, I was trying to save some face, but, but, you know, a, a second later, he's like, oh my God, I, I thought that was you. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, just an old disciple. And I was like, oh my God, this, this is a stranger who just, just knows who I am. You know? And then, then I was excited once again, like this guy was just kind of like, Hey, what's up? And then I was like, yo, yeah, I, like, let's get a picture together. I, I mean, once again, I said, can I take a picture with you? Because this is funny to me. Saves a lot of face. You know, many of people, I bet, the first time they were recognized in public, people far more famous than me were like, you want a picture with me? And the person was kind of like, eh, I don't know. Sure. At least I didn't have that, but I did invite the, the man to, to get a beer with me sometime soon. So, you know, both a man of a pe of the people, maybe looking a little desperate on LD's party. He's got to get used to being a celebrity. I'm very excited, though, to start a gimmick where I begin acting like I'm, um, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio circa 2000. Like, I'm definitely going to start saying things like, guys, LD, he loves the El Disciples. He loves the people. Love interacting with you guys. Just please, you know, when I'm out to eat, when I'm at dinner with the family, just just not the time, you know? I need a little privacy. I, I am but a human, the same as, as you, you know? Cannot wait to start that shtick, but... LD's excited. It's about to be the 4th of July. LD, uh, one of LD's best buddies, longtime friend, has a, a house down in Wildwood, New Jersey. Wildwood, New Jersey. It's the classic Jersey Shore. You know, it's the same thing that, that you've seen on television, uh, you imagine, all these years. There's a big beach. There's a boardwalk. There's bars everywhere and a bunch of... Bunch of Bunch of Jerseyans from from probably like age seventeen up just wasted all sorts of shenanigans. You know, you 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 truly never know what's going to happen at the Jersey Shore. And you know, every every locale has places like that. You know, LD LD's not one of these these delusional people who acts like you know the region of the country he lives in is so unique and special that that no one can relate to what I'm talking about. But at the same time, the Jersey Shore it's got a bit of a reputation now from the the hit MTV uh, series, which, by the way, LD lived at the Jersey Shore when the Jersey Shore was happening. I didn't live at Seaside Heights. I lived about, uh, I want to say like an hour south uh, down in Ocean City, but but it's still, it's like one one hour straight on, on a highway, on a parkway. It might be like 45 minutes, but, you know, it's a pretty quick drive. But I, hand up, I will admit, I remember being probably like 15 years old when, when the first season of the Jersey Shore was out. And that was a phenomenon. It's a worldwide phenomenon. It was a national phenomenon, but certainly in New Jersey, you know, people, you got all these celebrities, you know, any, anyone outside of Hollywood is ex extremely jubilant and excited at the mere thought of interacting with a celebrated person. So I remember my friend's dad 
driving me and two friends up to Seaside Heights. We were going to go to the famous, the famous Jersey Shore t-shirt store. Dun, dun, dun. And I remember getting onto the boardwalk. See, I think, I'm, I'm trying to think. Maybe they were filming. Uh, season one of the Jersey Shore happened at the Jersey Shore. I want to say season two was the one where they went down to Miami. But maybe that was season... Th I, see, like, the first... I want to say the first season of Jersey Shore already came out, and they were filming, like, like it was the next summer after the big summer. They were filming now, again. It was, like, the follow-up at the Jersey Shore. Guys, I cannot lie to you. And, and this is one of those things, like, LD, you know. LD's not a big reality TV show guy. He's not a big celebrity gossip guy. But like, hand up, you know, the, the Jersey Shore is one of those things. It was a phenomenon at the time. I'm not embarrassed to admit I was into it in the, in the moment. I kid you not, though, this is no hyperbole, no exaggeration. The boardwalk was, was a buzz. There was a murmur. It, 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 like literally anywhere you walked, you could just overhear all the strangers around you talking, being like, oh yeah, no, I saw them. They were at that bar last. Oh, oh, I ran into Ronnie at the French fry stand uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, he, he looks that fucking stupid in real life too. You know what I mean? Like, like literally it was an entire populace gossiping about just the Jersey Shore, you know, like people. Oh my, what were they doing? Where were they? Oh my God, I, I saw Jay Wow. Like, you know, it's very funny because these people were just reality show stars. Like they never, they were never anything special. And they, they, they never had some, some enviable talent. It was just like, oh, did you see the, 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 my fellow drunk New Jersey Italian idiot last night? Which by the way, that's another funny thing about the Jersey Shore, the TV series that people forget is that that show had to have came out in like 2009, 2010. And I remember there being a big mamu about, you know, Italian-American racism with the whole, they, they use guidos the way, the, the term guidos the way, uh, you know, there's this whole thing like, oh, well, they're, they're taking back the term guidos, like, like black rappers and the N-word. Like, I, I get that certainly in like the 1930s, I guess, or whatever, there, there were the times had to be tough for the Italians, but I, I don't. I I do love LD is very Italian. The D in LD stands for Di Petra Antonio, a fourteen a letter, seven syllable, like eight vowel last name. So so you do the math of L, how Italian LD is. LD loves loves to to play up Italian American racism. Ironically, like I love to pretend. Like being Italians being a race, you know. I, I I pretended despise the movie. I saw the movie Ford versus Ferrari with my dad, who was born in Italy, moved to America from Rome when he was like four years old. So you know, like this guy's obviously like full blooded Italian. We saw Ford versus Ferrari. He loved it. Great dad movie. But I just remember just being like, I mean, dad, the the Americans were were hiding the wrenches from the Italian pit crew and the Italians are running around like, oh, oh my God, uh, I am a trying to fix uh, the engine with the cannoli. I can't find my wrench. Uh, Mamma mia, the oils are going everywhere like a marinade sauce. And, you know, I was pretending like, oh, I, it's a shame that you were able to laugh at, at some depiction of our people like that. But, but that's what's funny to me, you know, with the, the whole Guido thing, tying that back in with the Jersey Shore is like, there was a time in, in our country, not that long ago, 
where like you had to be the right kind of white Christian. Like I, I was watching some some shit with like some documentary and they, they just mentioned like JFK. It wasn't even a JFK documentary. I think it was just something in the 60s. And you know, they were all, oh, he was a an Irish Catholic. What, what are we talking about? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just delusional because I'm Italian, but as far as I know, like 90% of the white people in America are like Italian or Irish. I, you know, like, like what's the difference between a German person, a British person, a French person? I don't know. But that's just what's so funny to me. It's like, like JFK in the 60s, it had to be like, oh man, like, God, gotta really play down that whole Catholic thing. You know, everyone's used to these Protestant presidents. I, I don't know what the hell the difference between a Protestant and a Catholic is. As far as I'm concerned, if you believe in Jesus Christ, I don't know. You're one thing. And if you don't, you know, you're you're probably like Jewish or Islam or like Buddhist. I don't know. Those are, as far as I'm concerned, like those are kind of the big four, you know, the Mount Rushmore of religions, you know, separating things. God, this was all supposed to be about the Jersey Shore. And now we're on religion. Ah, what are you going to do? You know, but but it's funny. The, the Jersey Shore people, you know, it, it's almost... <laughs> Oh man, we went from from the Jersey Shore to to white on white race relations and religion very quickly. But you know, a purely comedic sense, I'm sure the old disciples, they're a freewheeling dealing type of people. They they understand where their faithful leader old is going with all this. But anyway, the Jersey Shore. What's so funny about the Jersey Shore is growing up here, there's a real barometer of of like it's it's like a perfect timeline you know like i remember being a kid and just going to the beach with my family you know we're talking like pre you know preteen basically like up until around age 13 14 you know probably like 12 11 even you can cut cut it off but like you know at that age you're just an accessory for your parents basically you know they can't like leave you home alone really so you're just sort of doing whatever they want to do all the time and you know Parents, they just love going to the beach and relaxing. So when you're that age, you're just going to the beach. You're not really like, like you don't have a cell phone yet. You know, in New Jersey, everyone goes to a different like shore town during the summer. So it's not like you're, you're seeing all your friends and stuff. So what's funny is like, you just go to the beach and you just run into kids and your friends for, for like the day. And then you never see them again for the rest of your life. Or sometimes people just go to the same beach. LD's family went to 22nd Street. Shout out to, to the ice cream man on 22nd Street would always sell LD the SpongeBob popsicle. But anyway, you know, like sometimes, oh, we always go to 20th Street. So you're going to see like the same, the same people, you know, oh, there's, there's, there's Mikey's family. They always go to 22nd Street too. So like I had these, these, I had this kid, Richie. I used to swim in the ocean with like four straight summers during my formidable years, you know, at least like once or twice a week. I don't even know that guy's last name. I, I can't tell you anything about him besides for the fact that he used to like to jump over waves backwards while clapping his hands like a seal. Uh, that, that's what I got for you. He really used to think that was like a trick too, like a backflip or something. You're just jumping backwards, Bozo. It's not that impressive, you know, but then again, I'm sort of, 
judging a child, I, I guess. So that's kind of unfair. But but then you know, around age age twelve and to to about fifteen ish, you're on the bike. You're on the bicycle age. You're riding your bike up to the boardwalk for two reasons and two reasons only: girls and pranks. Now the girls part doesn't sound that embarrassing because you know. Which straight, red-blooded uh, American male amongst us isn't attracted to women? You know, well, we all are. I just, I let off with straight and male. So there you go. So, you know, uh, whom amongst us is going to judge the other for, for trying to pick up some chicks? But, you know, when you're when you're 13 years old, your, your idea of women and dating and all of that is based on, like, Disney TV shows and cartoons. You're, you're terribly misinformed. LD thought he, I remember being in like the sixth grade, me and my buddy Brandon, like we're all, we're both going to be down at Ocean City for the summer. We were, we made like, not like a bucket list, not one of those corny things, but we, I think we had like a notebook and we're like, dude, we are filling this thing up with chicks' phone numbers this summer. And that's the thing. You just wanted phone numbers. It was like this magic, like, I don't even think you really realize like what you were going to do with the phone number, which is like call them and then plan a day. Like, like, you know, the phone number is just the beginning, but at a certain age, getting a phone number feels like making out, like, like, like you reach the base almost, you know, needless to say, me and my friends in like eight years of trying, like not eight years. Cause once again, this is when you're real, it's like, you know, the, the spawning of your sexuality. I'm talking about ages like 12 to, to 14 of being attracted to women. Thinking in like that three-year span of summers, we got one phone number. We met up with one group of girls. And I, I think we ended up literally being like, all right, this is kind of weird. Let's run away. Like, like we met them up later on the boardwalk at night. We just wanted to get to the pranks. And what pranks they were. You know, we had the bomb bags. There's like salt and, or there's like vinegar and baking soda plastic baggies that you crack and you pop and you shake them up and you throw them and they explode. Post 9-11, that definitely shocked and scared people a little more than it used to. There's definitely a certain time where something called a bomb bag that makes an explosive noise. In this frightful society of ours on a public populated place like the Jersey Shore Boardwalk, you might get into a little bit of trouble. We had to retire the bomb bags. But what LD's favorite trick was, was buying these fake cigarettes that, that like, like they weren't candy cigarettes, but like you could do a little fake puffing with them and like some, some smoke would come out. I don't know if it was chalk or what. And they were like, they had this little orange tint on the end. So they looked like they were lit. LD was like age 13, walking around, hitting these things, puffing out some smoke and then doing an amazing fake cough. Just... <coughs> <coughs> Dude, I had grown adults sprinting up to me, begging me, pleading with me to change my lifestyle. It was like I was a, a child out of the 1960s whose doctor was giving him cigarettes. These people were horrified. And that and that's stupendous. As a 13-year-old, that, that, that's as good a kicks as you're going to get, you know? So then you transition a little later in life. At this point, you know, things are normal where I'm at now. LD's 26 years old. You know, once you're at age like 18, 19, 20, you know, you're you're doing the normal things. You're just drinking at somebody's house. So once you're old enough, you're, you're drinking at the bars. But a special year is around that 17, 18 years. When you grow up in New Jersey, you do something called prom weekend. Now, 
LD's been told that other places just do senior weeks. But prom weekend, what it is, is after your prom, everyone gets on a party bus and they go down to rented Jersey Shore houses and they go nuts. Like, imagine your first experience with, like, a frat house when you're a freshman in, in college. You're doing that in high school. Like, no parents. We had, like, 60 kids in ours. And it was just a free-for-all. It was a ton of alcohol. I mean, it's amazing. And and funny enough, I'll never forget for the life of me having an assembly before our prom where they brought inmates, prison inmates, into our school to give us this speech about, like, being responsible. But, like, they weren't being, like, my life was ruined for drinking and driving. It was these really sad stories about, like, heroin addiction and, and like, an abused woman being forced into drug dealing. And at the end of the assembly, one of the inmates just goes, have a good prom. That, that was the lesson of the the don't end up doing heroin with an abusive boyfriend who will force you to sell an assembly was have a nice prom. And then prom weekend, you're just, it's it's just animals. You know what I mean? It's like letting 30 rabbits loose in a carrot farm, uh, hopping them all up on sugar pills beforehand. It's just madness. And and we had this, this, this very, you know, there, there was a lot of people who own real estate down at the Jersey Shore and they rent it out. And I'm, oh, Roy, Roy was his name. Oh my goodness. Listen to this story, kids. This is how we're going to wrap up the first daily podcast episode. Listen to this tale of Roy. So Roy has like three Jersey Shore duplexes and Roy rents them out to high school students every year for the prom weekends. LD, not to brag, got to go two years in a row. Because, you know, he was a little popular. He got invited back. You know, LD, the party's not going not gonna to be the same without you. LD, LD went to two prom weekends back to back, and both were at Roy's house. So Roy has a gimmick. He has a shtick. He has a trick up his sleeve. So when you, cut, you know, you rent the house in, in like the fall and the winter, you're talking to Roy, but you don't really meet him until everyone gets down there the night of prom, when prom's over. So everyone gets down there and everybody is literally as happy as they can possibly be because you've been told that this is going to be the greatest night of your life and we're finally here and you're at this house, no parents, no rules, open house, let's go. So Roy, everyone gets into the house, they're bringing in their luggage, they're bringing in their alcohol, Roy's acting like he's the man. <laughs> oh, Kyle over there's got a Miller Lite, look out, I might chug it, glug, 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 glug. And so then Roy gathers everybody in the living room and he gives them this speech where he's like, hey guys, I'm Roy. Anyway, you know, happy prom, happy to have you guys here. So excited about it. Like, like have a great time. Just, you know, don't burn the house to the ground. Just, just, you know, don't cause any damage and everything will be all good. Like, have a great weekend. You think Roy is the man, right? Then what Roy does is he walks outside of the house. I've seen him do it twice, two years in a row. LD is an all-time, he's a keen observer of the human condition. Roy stands outside of the house and he waits. And what he waits for is for the music to turn on. Obviously, 17 to 18-year-olds with an open house that are having a party, like none of this was hidden from Roy, that are having a party weekend are going to be playing music. That is, is literally expectation number one. The minute the music comes on, Roy rolls up his sleeve, he'll like look down his clock, he'll be like, all right, that was about enough time. Then he'll come inside, 
and he'll start freaking out. He'll be like, oh my God, I am absolutely blindsided right now. I invited you people, you brats, into my home. And all I asked was that you be respectful. And the minute I'm gone, you guys took advantage of me and started blasting me. Once again, we didn't, oh, Roy, we're coming down for, like, hey, Roy, we're coming down for the fucking party weekend of all weekends. Like, we paid a security deposit. It was expensive. He saw us unloading the alcohol, which we were not legally allowed to drink. He knew what was going on. It's all a shtick. He acts like he's the man to make everyone gain his, or like, so that way when he freaks out, everyone's like, oh my God, we hurt Roy's feelings. We, we went too far. Oh, fuck you, Roy. That second year LD was there, credit, it wasn't really LD. People burned that place to the fucking ground. Not literally, but smashing holes in the walls, breaking pictures, breaking paintings, knocking out stair, stair, like railings on the stairs. It was unbelievable. And Roy never rented that house out to people from LD's high school ever again. That's the kind of story that a 17-year-old can be proud of. Well, people, unfortunately, LD was on a hard stop this time. He might have to do a little more. He wanted to do a real Jersey Shore deep dive, but LD had to record and produce and do all this on his own, unfortunately, today. So he has a hard 30-minute stop on the pod. This is about the time that LD wants the podcast to be. It's going to go a little extra today because he had to explain the whole concept at first. But, you know, LD, as he said, he's going to be dropping one of these every day for uh, every day for the month of July. He cannot wait to interact and experience with all you, with the El Disciples. Let me know what you think of this. Rate, comment, subscribe, all that. You know, uh, hit me up on iTunes. Hit me up on Twitter at LD the Man. Have yourself a great fourth. Hang loose. Cowabunga this summer, people. Let's go.